Welcome to Above Avalon. This is episode 141, Viral AirPods. Hi, I'm Neil. In September 2016, Apple made a major announcement when it came to controlling sound on the go. There was a new product. And this new product made some people really nervous. It made other people upset, angry, mad. Apple unveiled an iPhone without a dedicated headphone jack. Some people were so upset, they said that this day would be remembered when Apple ruined the iPhone. The thing is, Apple also announced another product at that same event. A solution to removing the dedicated headphone jack. This new product represented a new way forward for controlling sound on the go. That new product was a pair of wireless AirPods. A week after the event, I published a daily update that took a look at these new AirPods. They were fascinating. One of the conclusions from that daily update was, quote, AirPods end up reminding me of iPod, a device that went on to become a blockbuster because of its simplicity. AirPods are a big deal, end quote. The thing that surprised me the most was how unveiling AirPods ended up being so different than the way Apple unveiled Apple Watch two years earlier. One product had the red carpet treatment. It was also given an unlimited number of tasks to accomplish. The other was designed to be all about simplicity. It had a charging case that was intriguing. Apple could have added so many other features, but they didn't. Fast forward two years, And it's clear, Apple has a hit on its hands. Or maybe we should say, in its ears. AirPods have become the second best-selling Apple product out of the gate of all time. The thing is, that's not even the most interesting part about the AirPods story. There are now signs of AirPods becoming a cultural phenomenon. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the AirPods story. What changed at the end of 2018? And why I think AirPods do a superb job of demonstrating Apple's competitive advantages with wearables. If you're looking for a product category that will come to define Apple for decades, I think wearables should be at the top of your list. The best place to begin this discussion is of a video that jumped out at me a few weeks ago. This video was from Inside Edition. It's a U.S. TV news magazine. Inside Edition is one of the great examples of a show that's been around on television for a long time, but they've really mastered the era of YouTube in which they take their show and just basically break it up into segments that are two or three minutes. It's easy to go through a lot of them on YouTube. But one video jumped out at me, and it was titled with this attention-grabbing headline, 
Can your iPhone be turned into a spy phone? The video was focused on the iPhone's live listen feature, which basically turns an iPhone into a microphone. It's designed to work with hearing aids. So it's been around for some time. But Inside Edition was focused on how AirPods can be used to spy on someone. So if you had turned on the feature on your iPhone and you have your AirPods in your ears, you can leave your iPhone behind, walk into a different room, and you will be able to hear what is going around your iPhone. The thing is, after watching the video, and I'll include a link to the video in the show notes, I think most viewers came away thinking AirPods had some type of built-in spy feature that Apple had secretly launched. Going through the comments to the video, the most upvoted comment was a reference to one of the more popular AirPods memes. It was, quote, sorry, I can't hear you over my AirPods, end quote. Now, I had seen this floating around Twitter, and at first I didn't really give it much thought, but I went back on Twitter and kind of did some searching and started to see how this particular meme had exploded. It sort of splintered into all of these different directions. But essentially, the meme pokes fun at AirPods wearers for being oblivious to their surroundings. One way that people would do this is Photoshop a pair of AirPods onto their favorite fictional character from a movie right before something bad happened to that character in the movie. So it's as if by that character wearing AirPods, it made them unaware of what was about to happen. And there's a long backstory to this particular meme going all the way back to SpongeBob SquarePants. We don't need need to go into the details of this episode. But regardless, there were various spinoffs of this particular meme. I think the interpretations are more subjective. There's other memes that then took off. Many poked fun at people using AirPods as a social signal to flaunt one's wealth or status. And in going through all of these memes, I guess you could say I was researching memes, which is a little bit interesting. But one thing I noticed was that there were all of these other AirPods-related clips on YouTube. They may have been skits or just one person in front of a mirror or in front of a camera. And one of these videos caught my attention. It was posted by Gabriel Riley. And the video was titled, AirPods Earrings. BuzzFeed interviewed her about the product, and this is what she had to say. Quote, I absolutely refuse to lose my AirPods, my cat ate through two pairs of Beats Bluetooth earphones, and all of my other earphones. So I got the AirPods because there was no wire for her to chew, but I still needed something to connect them. End quote. She went on, refined the design, is now selling these, what she calls, air rings for $20. And then there's another tweet that caught my attention. And this particular person said, the holes in Crocs are there to hold all your AirPods. So again, poke some fun at probably people losing AirPods. But the point is, these weren't just memes, videos, tweets. 
each one of these items went viral. The tweet about Crocs got 25,000 likes, 3,000 retweets. It's easy to look at all of these items, the videos, tweets, and memes, as just harmless fun or jokes. But I think that misses what's really taking place. AirPods have become part of culture. A product which the tech press declared too awkward looking to ever go mainstream has now made headphones with wires look out of style. All of the memes, videos, and tweets, they're byproducts of AirPods becoming incredibly popular in a very short amount of time. In essence, AirPods have gone viral. And this really sparked my interest. And one of the first things that I tried to do was measure the viral nature of AirPods. And one way I did that was to look at Google Trends. So this is powered by Google search data. I think Google Trends is a useful tool for gauging consumer interests in a product, especially when you're looking at a relatively new product like AirPods. I'm not a fan of consumer surveys, so people going around and asking, do you own AirPods? Or how do you feel about AirPods? I I tend to stay away from those because I don't think there's a lot of value in that. Instead, analyzing the degree to which people use Google to search for something is a more reliable source. The one caveat here that is always important to keep in mind when using Google Trends is that if a search isn't taking place through Google, but instead, let's say, Amazon, that interest won't be reflected in Google Trends. That may impact your analysis if you're trying to gauge Echo interest, for example. However, for AirPods, I don't think that factor is much of a concern. Over at AboveAvalon.com, in this week's article titled, AirPods Have Gone Viral, I published a few interest charts. Again, these are from Google Trends that I think really do a great job at capturing what is going on here. The first takes a look at Google search interest for AirPods from launch all the way until essentially February 2019. The data is indexed to 100. So what that means is that 100 denotes the maximum amount of search interest for AirPods in the U.S. during my selected time range. That allows us to see how interest levels changed over time. The resulting chart was fascinating. You could see small bumps in interest attached to the initial unveiling. No surprise there. The 2016 holiday season, again, no surprise, because you would assume that people are going out buying AirPods for friends or family. There was another bump, and this was a bigger bump, during the 2017 holiday season. But then something changed right around November 2018. And interest exploded higher. It was as if a rocket took off. Since we were able to track the change in interest over time, what I did was look at the year-over-year growth in search interest. And I used three time periods in particular. The 2016 holiday season, 
the 2017 holiday season and the 2018 holiday season. So in 2017, and this is December 2017, Google search interest for the term AirPods in the U.S. was up 100% year over year. That's pretty good. There's other Apple products in the past that's seen that type of growth and even stronger, but again, it's solid. So if you're estimating AirPods last year and you looked at that number, I don't think you would be too concerned. However, when you look at the 2018 holiday season, growth in search interest for the term AirPods was up 500%. That means that search volume for AirPods during the most recent holiday season was five times the search volume registered during the 2017 holiday season. Even more impressive, AirPods search interest this past December was 10 times the volume registered during the 2016 launch. In order to put all of these numbers in context, what I did was compare search interest for AirPods to search interest for Apple Watch. Two weeks ago, for the very first time, AirPod search interest exceeded Apple Watch search interest. I went back and looked at search interest for iPad, iPod, iPhone, basically every major Apple product. No other Apple product has come close to the sun surge in interest years after launch. We could look at Google Trends for iPad in the U.S. from 2009 to 2019. I included a chart of that interest in the article. While iPad saw a remarkable amount of interest right at launch in 2010, interest levels ended up plateauing two years later. I do think this explains why the iPad was like a rocket out of the gate when it came to sales back in 2010, only for sales to somewhat quickly plateau and eventually fall. Yes, there's other factors at play, but I think search interest ends up doing a pretty good job at capturing the essence of iPad sales trajectory over the years. So at this point, I had evidence that AirPods had gone viral online, that interest in AirPods had exploded through the roof right around November, December 2018. And so my attention then turned to sales. I wanted to see if all of this interest in AirPods was due to something more than just people searching for memes and videos online. According to my estimate, Apple sold 9 million pairs of wireless AirPods last quarter, the holiday quarter. The previous holiday quarter, Apple had sold 5 million pairs. So that means that AirPod sales this past quarter were up 80%. And that was during a quarter where AirPod supply was constrained. Apple could have sold even more AirPods. The demand was likely there. When you take into account the seasonality that's found with AirPods, Apple is on track to sell approximately 40 million pairs of AirPods in 2019. That would be close to 90% year-over-year growth. If you're judging this by the number of people wearing 
AirPods. I think at this point, there are at least 25 million people wearing AirPods. And that's a conservative number. It includes an assumption that some people may have bought a second pair of AirPods because they lost the first pair. All of that would be included in that number. I think that this total will likely exceed 50 million people later this year. Those are massive sales and adoption figures for a two-year-old product that has never received an update and rarely goes on sale for less than its $159 selling price. The methodology and data behind my AirPods sales estimates are found in two Above Avalon daily updates that are available for Above Avalon members. So we're not going to go into detail about those estimates in this episode. Instead, I'll include links to those daily updates for members in the show notes. I'll also talk a little bit more about it at the end of the episode. When you compare AirPod sales to other Apple products, AirPods are currently the second best-selling Apple product out of the gate in terms of unit sales, behind only iPad. There are two exhibits found in the weekly article that do a good job at comparing the early unit sales for iPad, AirPods, iPhone, Apple Watch, and iPod. Since the numbers are impacted by seasonality, I also looked at unit sales on a cumulative basis. While the iPad's clear sales lead is hard to miss, AirPods are the second best-selling product two years after launch, and that's slightly ahead of iPhone at the same point after launch. On a cumulative sales basis, AirPods are outpacing Apple Watch by 40% at the same point after launch. Whenever I look at product sales out of the gate, it's difficult to miss iPad, and an argument can be made that the iPad was an outlier and that no other Apple product will come close to exceeding iPad unit sales. If we go back to 2010 and 2011, iPad sales were so strong. There were people who thought the iPad was going to be a much bigger deal than the iPhone. This brings back memories of Apple's iPad 2 launch. So this is 2011. And I'm not big into waiting in line overnight for new Apple products. But the iPad 2 went on sale at 5 p.m. At the time, a lot of people said that Apple did that in order to have long lines, and maybe there's some truth to that. And so I went to work that day. It was a Friday. And I said, okay, I'm going to get out a little bit early, and I'll go to the Best Buy store. I thought I was being pretty smart. I'll avoid the Apple store, the chaos at the Apple store. Well, it turns out there was just as much chaos at the Best Buy store. I'm in line. There were a few interesting characters around me. One person wasn't sure why he was actually in line, which I never quite understood. They didn't have enough iPads. And so I went to the Apple store anyways. I figured, let me just see. The line was out the door, down the mall corridor, around the corner. I got in line a few minutes, but I'm looking around and I'm saying to myself, there's no way all of these people are going to walk away with iPads, at least today. And so I left. I went home empty-handed. That was my iPad 2 launch story. And so whenever I see these charts 
with the iPad being nowhere near any other Apple product, I think back to that story, and it's very believable that the iPad really was an outlier, just with incredible demand out of the gate. Getting back to our discussion, we knew that AirPods had gone viral. Interest was through the roof. Sales were up a lot. And so my attention then focused on trying to dive into the why behind it all. Why did AirPods go viral? Despite Apple Watch selling well, there wasn't a similar kind of viral aspect to the product. There aren't various watch memes floating around Twitter. What is it about AirPods that turned the product into a pop culture viral sensation? I think there's three factors. The first, high visibility. AirPods are literally hanging out of people's ears. They are very difficult to miss. Since the lack of wires make AirPods useful for outdoor activities, such as walking and running, they are bound to be seen in people's ears while out and about. AirPods sightings have grown exponentially in recent months. Meanwhile, an Apple Watch is easily covered by long sleeves or jackets. In cold weather climates, Apple Watch visibility is reduced to indoor settings for months at a time. The second factor, AirPods are new and different. Although AirPods are a successor to wired headphones, they look very different without the wire. The product also stands out from other wireless headphones. In some ways, Apple designers didn't try to hide the fact that AirPods lack wires. The product is intriguing. It sparks curiosity. And I think that just fuels the interest in the product. The third factor, social signaling. Go back to the iPod era. When someone was going around wearing the white wired AirPods, it signaled to others that an iPod was likely found in their pocket. Eventually, the odds were that they had an iPhone in their pocket. We're seeing something similar with these wireless AirPods. They signal to others that the wearer likely has an iPhone and is able to pay $159 for a pair of wireless headphones despite a wired pair of headphones being included in the iPhone box. Take those three factors, combine them, and then add the craziness that's found with the holiday season, where a lot of people were probably asking for AirPods as a gift, and I think it produced a perfect storm for the product to go viral. The last topic that we'll cover today has to do with strategy. AirPods end up playing a more strategic role for Apple than just being a fun smartphone accessory. AirPods represent one half of Apple's wearable strategy. And when we think about success in wearables, I think there's two ingredients. The first has to do with ecosystem. Offering a selection of tools targeting different parts of the body. The second ingredient is design and fashion expertise. It's not going to be enough just to sell wearable devices. You have to develop wearable devices that people want to wear and be seen wearing. 
AirPods demonstrate Apple's significant lead when it comes to developing a wearables ecosystem and possessing a design fashion acumen that other companies simply lack. It's not going to be enough for a company to just sell a smartwatch or a pair of wireless headphones. Instead, the key to mastering wearables will be to offer an ecosystem of devices that work seamlessly together. This dynamic will require companies to have an expertise in combining hardware, software, and services, something Apple has been focused on for decades. I think the winners in wearables will be companies successfully waging simultaneous battles for real estate on our wrist, ears, eyes, and body. There are three key pieces of real estate that are currently up for grabs, or will soon be available for grabs. Wrist, ears, and eyes. In 2015, Apple entered the wearables arena with Apple Watch. The product kicked off Apple's attempt to grab wrist real estate. What makes that real estate so valuable? The wrist has proven incredibly useful given its line of sight. You can look at information at a quick glance. I think the wrist has also shown value in fostering certain health monitoring capabilities. Now, the wrist isn't going to be the only location for such monitoring. However, when we're looking at continuous monitoring and the ability to have a device that we don't mind wearing throughout the day, every day, that's where I think the wrist has quite a bit of value. The benefit in thinking about wearables as battles for real estate on our bodies is it makes it easier to think about the competition. So when we look at Apple Watch, that product is going up against other devices that need wrist real estate. We could be talking about traditional mechanical watches or jewelry. But the competition ends up being much broader. Ultimately, Apple Watch is competing against non-consumption. I think that's one of the fiercest competitors out there. Empty wrist. Apple Watch success amounts to having people decide that there should be a place for that product on their wrist. We have a similar dynamic now unfolding with wireless AirPods. The device is Apple's attempt at grabbing ear real estate. Competitors for this real estate include both wired headphones, so like AirPods, and non-consumption in the form of empty ears. This is where AirPods popularity matters. Even though AirPods may be light on features today, Having tens of millions of people wear them increases the probability of subsequent AirPods versions seeing strong adoption. The final battle that's going to take place, at least in somewhat near term, will be the battle for our eyes. I think that battle's on the horizon. It's not quite ready for prime time. However, smart glasses have the highest likelihood of being Apple's next major product category. The key to grabbing real estate on our wrists, in our ears, and in front of our eyes is selling tools that people want to wear and be seen wearing. 
A product's design, so that's defined as how we use that product, is crucial in this regard. We can look at Apple Watch. Interchangeable bands have played a crucial role in driving watch adoption. AirPods' elegant charging case has come to define the product's experience and simplicity. Instead of positioning technology as a barometer for wearable success, the intersection between technology and fashion will determine which products people will want to wear throughout the day. I think that is crucial. Lessons Apple is learning from Apple Watch and now wireless AirPods will give Apple an advantage when it comes to developing a pair of lightweight and unobtrusive smart glasses. When it comes to Apple's grand vision here, unlike Amazon and Google, which are desperately trying to position voice as a way to leapfrog over the current smartphone tablet paradigm, Apple's approaching things differently. Apple isn't betting on a voice interface that pushes some information to a stationary screen. Instead, Apple is betting on mobile screens that are home to a digital assistant. We see Apple placing a bet that consumers will want the familiarity found with touchscreens to transition to a future of greater AI and digital assistants. This is why I think Apple Watch ends up serving as a bridge to the future. We're moving to the point where the most valuable mobile screens in our lives will increasingly be worn on the body. Apple thinks screen manipulation via fingers, hands, eyes, we can even maybe say heads, will remain a crucial part of the computing experience for the foreseeable future. AirPods play a role in this vision by harnessing sound on the go. When you go back to that product event in September 2016, a lot of people looked at the iPhone lacking a dedicated headphone jack as being the big deal. It really wasn't. And said the solution for that lack of a dedicated headphone jack was the big deal. AirPods put Apple on a different path when it comes to harnessing sound in the go. Wired headphones are an endangered species. There is no place for wires in a wearable's world. While the viral nature of AirPods may subside over the coming months, especially as adoption continues to expand, the biggest takeaway from the various AirPods memes, tweets, and videos is that wearables continue to infiltrate society. We are witnessing the early stages of the wearables era. That's going to do it for today's episode. If you enjoyed the analysis and perspective found in this podcast episode and in the weekly articles over at AboveAvalon.com and you want more of it throughout the week, I do publish an exclusive daily email all about Apple. These daily updates include Apple business and strategy analysis, Apple financial analysis, and my perspective and observations on current news, Apple competitors, and keynotes and events. If it is of interest to Apple, it is something I pay attention to in these daily updates. Each daily update is about 2,000 words and typically covers three stories. These daily updates represent the cornerstone of Above Avalon membership. 
Additional member privileges and benefits include access to my working Apple earnings model. Members also receive my exclusive reports. These are comprehensive examinations into Apple's business strategy. Each report covers one topic and is between four and 5,000 words. Members receive priority email access, so you can receive timely responses to email questions. And there is a member form, so there are different channels that you can choose and talk with other Above Avalon members about Apple and related subject matter. There is also an archive found in the forum, and so you can go back and read all of the daily updates previously sent to members. That's also how you can access their earnings model and the Above Avalon reports. As discussed earlier, if you're interested in my work on AirPod sales, those are found in two daily updates. Those updates are in the archive. So if you become a member, you can then have access to the archive and read those particular daily updates. To become an Above Avalon member, just head on over to AboveAvalon.com and then go to the membership page. There are two options. It's either $20 per month or $200 per year. And I would point out, if you're on the membership page, scroll all the way down. I have answers to the most common questions that I've received about membership. While there are a few sample daily updates on the membership page available for you to read, if you go to the daily updates page on AboveAvalon.com, that will give you a look at all of the headlines found in the daily updates. So you'll see that we cover quite a bit. It really is a comprehensive look at everything that is impacting Apple. Above Avalon is fully sustained by membership. So if you are currently an Above Avalon member, thank you for your support. And if you are thinking about becoming an Above Avalon member, I welcome you in advance. With that, I will conclude today's episode. I will talk to you all later.